This is Relic Radio Thrillers, action, adventure, and intrigue every Friday at relicradio.com. Our story this week comes from the Sears Radio Theater, a series of 130 episodes that was first heard from February to August of 1979. Our story today is from June 22nd, 1979. It's titled, A Briefcase of Trouble. At nine minutes past ten, Time for Sears Radio Theater. Tonight is a program of adventure with Howard Duff as your host. Here's a preview. I can cut up both two ribbons with a heavy machine gun. No. I want to get my hands on him alive. I have a score to settle. But what is he doing here? I can't believe it. He must know he never leave here alive. The Sears Radio Theater will begin after this message from your local station. Like the wind, we feel its effect, but we cannot see it. It touches each and every one of us without exception. Young or old, rich or poor, black or white. It's something we all have in common. Tension. When we are unable to cope with tension, it can turn against us. It can make us fail at our jobs, fail our families, and most important, fail ourselves. Learning to cope with tension is a never-ending process, one that begins at birth and continues to the end of life. It's one of the keys to happiness and good mental health in our time. This is Cliff Robertson. There are few of us who wouldn't welcome solid advice from a good friend on how to deal more effectively with our tensions. That friend can be your mental health association. Contact them for a copy of their pamphlet, How to Deal with Your Tensions. This is Howard Duff. There used to be an intriguing phrase floating around, the American expatriate. In simple terms, it meant an American who had chosen for one reason or another to leave his native country. There were some famous ones who were destined for greatness, whatever their surroundings. The names Hemingway, Paul Robeson, Gertrude Stein come easily to mind. But there were many thousands of others who never made any kind of way in the world. They're still around, those sometimes unfortunate Americans who won't or can't come home. Without a country, without any secure means of livelihood, without what the bureaucrats today call documentation, which means they haven't got them on their computers yet, how do they manage to live? Believe me, it's not easy. Peter Brent is one of those faceless people. Age 27. Occupation, expatriate. Some people might even call him a beach bum. He wants to get home from Burma so badly it hurts. But going home costs money. And so he's ready to lay his life on the line for a stake of a couple of thousand dollars. He's not a particularly brave man, but he is desperate. He knows he might have to dodge bullets to get that money. He knows he might even get killed because he's elected to play a very dangerous game with a bunch of angry, volatile, and quite irrational guerrillas. And that's only the beginning of our story. Sears Radio Theater. A new adventure in radio listening. Five nights of exceptional entertainment every week. Brought to you in Elliot Lewis production of... The Sears Radio Theater. Our story, A Brief Case of Trouble, by Alan Caillou. Our stars, Tommy Cook and Ann Burr. The Sears Radio Theater is brought to you by Sears Roebuck and Company. Sears, where America shops for value. Sears National Automotive Sale. Dirt inside your shock absorbers can cause them to fail. Get Sears heavy-duty plush shocks with a self-cleaning wiper ring. On sale now, only $7.99 each. You save 20%. Installation available. And save now on Sears SuperGuard steel-belted radial tires. Steel-belted strength, smooth ride, radial performance. Super values, too. Save $40 to $76 on a set of four. Sale ends June 30th at most Sears tire and auto centers. Prices and dates may vary in Alaska and Hawaii. Stop at Sears. The 
words out and spreading fast about the jeans from Sears Men's Store that grow beautifully. It's a sure sign they're feeling fine and feeling good. For the denim that keeps going strong a long time. Get them trim cut, regular cut, even get them free washed. The jeans that grow beautifully. Now at most Sears retail stores. Sears wants to break the ice when it comes to buying a Kenmore refrigerator. So we're taking $50 to $100 off three models through June 30th. You save $100 on the 19-cubic-foot side-by-side and $70 on the 17-cubic-foot top freezer refrigerator. Both have automatic ice makers and Sears' exclusive humid drawer. Save $50 on a Kenmore 17-cubic-foot refrigerator freezer without ice maker. All are frostless. Kenmore. Solid as Sears. Dates may vary in Alaska and Hawaii. At most larger Sears retail stores. We're in Burma, a republic of Southeast Asia. It's a beautiful country, filled with very beautiful people. But the beauty is getting to be rather deceptive these days. There's a powerful guerrilla movement there now. And there's one thing you have to know about guerrillas. Don't ever tangle with them. They're rough. <laughs> Peter, Peter, the woman just come in at the bar. She asked me, where can I find Peter Brent? What do you want to tell her, huh? Hey, that's a very nice looking addition to this, uh, this swinging little village. You know who she is? No, I never see her before. Well, tell her I'm here. What have I got to hide? <laughs> <laughs> Very funny, Peter. I like that one. You got <laughs> There's Mr. Brent over in the corner, beautiful lady, all by himself. I'm real lonely. Well, we should do something about that, shouldn't we? It's a terrible thing, loneliness. Thank you, bartender. Oh, no bartender, beautiful lady. I own this gym parlors. Very good parlors. Mr. Brent? Yes, I'm Peter Brent. What can I do for you, Miss, uh, uh, Miss... Blair. Betty Blair, how do you do? Care to join me in a drink? Yes, thank you. Uh, vodka and tonic. Assam, a vodka tonic and another beer. You bet, Peter. They tell me you run your boat up and down the coast here for hire. I'd like to make a trip down to Pongu tonight. Pongu, Miss Blair, is not as scenic as it used to be. I know lots of far better places to visit. Well, I'm sure you do, but I want to go to Pongu, Mr. Brent. Pity. That area, you see, is firmly in the hands of the gorillas now. I don't make that run anymore. Oh, really? Well, now, I heard you did. At nighttime, they tell me, running without lights. One vodka tonic, very strong, one beer. Thank you. Thanks, Assam. You must have been talking to some very interesting people, Miss Blair. Yes. I'm very interesting people myself. I noticed. But it just isn't safe down there anymore. I have $2,000 for you if you'll take me down the coast to Pongu, escort me through the lines of your guerrilla friends, and bring me back again when I've done what I have to do. A couple of points. First of all, the gorillas are not my friends. Frankly, I don't give a damn whether they win or lose. Really? For the last three weeks, you've been delivering packages to them. Packages of currency. And that makes them your friends. It means that you can move around there safely. Something which very few other people can do. You're very well informed, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I make it my business to be well informed. Well, there's something uh, you obviously don't know. And that is that the gorillas don't have friends. They just have people who can be useful to them. Like you? Okay. A guy came to me a couple of times and said, take this package down to Colonel Salim. Here's $100. That's what I've been doing. And it doesn't make me anything more than a messenger boy trying to earn a buck. Now, what do you have to do down there? Oh, uh, I just pick up a, a briefcase that got left behind there. By whom? By me. I was in the village of Pongu last night when the gorillas attacked it. 
They beat down the door of the house I was staying in, and I I jumped out a back window and ran down to the beach where I had a, a motorboat hidden. I got away by the skin of my teeth, but I lost everything, even my purse. I didn't mind too much about my passport or papers, money, because those, those can all be replaced, but I also had a briefcase filled with... Are we in business? I, uh... I really need that $2,000, Miss Blair. Well, it was a briefcase containing a lot of, of very compromising papers. And it's safely hidden just outside the village, but I must get it back. I'm very committed to my work, Mr. Brent. Committed? <laughs> very old-fashioned word. Perhaps. Last time I heard it was when they committed my Uncle Charlie. <laughs> uh... uh I think you'd better tell me what your work is. I'm an agent of the United States government, Mr. Brett. And that's all I can tell you. I hate everything about it. Then let me appeal to your sense of patriotism. No. You'll cut more ice if you just keep saying over and over, $2,000, $2,000. It, it means a ticket home. Well, then? Hey. You said you'd lost all your money. I also said those things are easy to replace. Uh, I have a feeling I should get my head examined, but... Okay. <sighs> my boat. Tonight. Nine o'clock. It's moored at the wharf. The only sloop there. Yes, I know that. And I can't tell you how pleased I am that your inherent American sense of duty has come to my rescue. Just when I, I really need help. We might run into an awful lot of trouble, of course. Are you up to it? Oh, I've seen trouble before. Probably more than you'll ever see in your lifetime. Yes, I'm up to it. It might be all plain sailing, but then again, it might not. Uh, can I get paid up front? I'll bring the money with me. Good. With $2,000, I can really live it up. And I'd like to remember the last couple of days of my life for as long as I live. Welcome summer with open arms in a sleeveless knit shirt from Sears, tailored as can be, with a pert little collar and pocket, but bare, 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 because each shirt's completely sleeveless, cool on the go, and great for carefree sunning. Choose several in colorful solids and prints of easy care polyester and cotton knit. You'll find summer goes arm in arm with sleeveless shirts in misses and women's sizes in the sportswear department at Sears. The next time you hear a strange noise in the night, turn on your lights in seconds without leaving your bed. It's now possible with Sears' new home control system. Get a feeling of added security thanks to the convenient command console that controls up to 16 lights, lamps, or appliances from one location. This $39.99 console sends coded signals to lamp, wall switch, or appliance modules available at $13.99 or $14.99 each. Prices may vary in Alaska and Hawaii. Pink lemonade, warm breezes, and you sitting on your porch wearing a sundress from Sears. Delightful. Even more delightful, these sundresses are a Sears special purchase. So though not reduced, they're an exceptional value. And they're 100% cotton in flounces, tears, smock designs, and more. All sweet and dainty, misses or junior sizes. Stroll down to Sears now for your special purchase sundress while quantities last. And enjoy this good old summertime. All items available at most larger Sears retail stores. Peter Brandt isn't really naive. It's just that he's broke and desperate and, uh, well, perhaps understandably impressed by a very beautiful woman. And if a woman's going to play games with a man, good looks come in mighty handy. That's the boat there. And he's not going to like it one bit that I'm not alone. Well, that's just too bad, isn't it? Uh, tell him I'm your boss or something, hmm? Mr. Brent? Are you there? I'm here. Good evening, Miss Blair. Oh, you didn't tell me you'd have company. My boss, uh, Peter Brent, Carl Richter. And I promise, Mr. Brent, that I won't get in your way. I was hoping I might inject a little romance into this escapade. Oh, well. And I, I don't want to sound like an unprincipled hireling, but uh, 
Did you uh, bring the money? Yeah, here. Another of your little packages of currency. Only this time, it is all yours. And we decided on a bonus of another thousand when the job is done. I'm getting to like you more and more, Mr. Richter. Largely because there's just no one else who can help us. We feel that the gorillas might trust you. They don't trust anybody. But it means they won't be quite so quick on the trigger, perhaps. You know the man in charge down there? His name is Colonel Saline. No, no. Can we go right away? Sure. My engine seems to be in working order again. All we have to do is cast off and move out where I can run up some sail. Colonel Salim. He's a very rough man. If we run into him, and I hope we don't, he'll want to see what's in that briefcase before he lets you out with it, if he ever does. No, I can't allow that. Peter, we were hoping that we could pick it up without anyone knowing about it. But if we're found, what excuse do we have for being there? <laughs> have you thought about that? Well, I was hoping, too, that you'd be able to find one. $2,000 ought to pay for more than just the hire of a boat. Okay, I'll figure something out. Time to hoist a little sail. Now then, there's a little problem been worrying me. You said they broke into your room. That means they know who you are. Oh, no. No, no, no. They don't even know I exist. They were looking for government soldiers. There were several of them in the village. Well, then you really didn't have to run, did you? I mean, crashing through the window in your baby doll pajamas. Or do you sleep in the raw like I do? There was a lot of shooting, and I was frightened. And I was not in my pajamas. I hadn't gone to bed yet. Oh, it's great to know that even you can be sensibly scared when you have to be. Okay, I can uh, cut the motor now. You want to tell me what it was you were doing down there in the first place? I mean, Pongu isn't exactly a tourist resort these days. Even for spies. I don't think you have to know about that. It has nothing uh, to do... The United States government likes to keep an eye on these rebel movements, Mr. Brent. The assignment was merely to sound out the local people. I thought Congress had put a stop to all that kind of jazz. Well, I'm quite sure they believe that to be true. <laughs> It allows them a sense of virtue, so it would be churlish of us, wouldn't it, to dissolution them. Would you like to tell me the name of the outfit you belong to? Not really. And, and you sound very suspicious, Peter. There's no reason for it, I assure you. I just have this uh, crazy feeling, uh, a very persistent feeling that somehow, just maybe, I'm being suckered. Well, don't worry about it. It's in a very worthy cause. Over here, a boat. Oh, no. There's a boat out there, Colonel, running with no light. He headed this way. Where? There, to the left. Yes. Isn't that Brent's boat? I believe it is. Well, that young man's got more guts than I gave him credit for. He's American. They're very rash people. Dares to come back after what he did? Why don't I turn a heavy machine gun on him? I can cut up both two ribbons with a heavy machine gun. No. I want to get my hands on him alive. I have a score to settle. But what is he, he doing here? I, I can't believe it. He must know he never leave here alive. He's not that stupid. I'll tell you what he's doing here. He's got a girl, lives in a hut. A couple of miles down the beach. And that is where he is headed, without a doubt. Take a patrol down there, Abo. Pick him up. And bring him to me. <laughs> okay, okay, Curry. You want him all in one piece, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Radio Theater will return after this message from your local station.
change, Bernard. You're not the man I married. What do you mean, Francine? Remember the way you were, vulnerable. You made mistakes. But now, look, you're confident. Everything you do turns out right. It's that book you sent away for. It's just a catalog mm. from the Consumer Information Center. It lists more than 200 federal publications you can send for on building, fixing, eating... Buying, selling, working, playing, living... And more than half of them are free. Yes, Francine, the man you married is gone for good. Mm. All right, Bernard. But would you make just one more mistake for old time's sake? All right. For you, oh. I'll just replace that window glass like I used to. Whatever you do, learn to do it better. Send for your free catalog. Just write Consumer Catalog, Pueblo, Colorado, 81009. Francine, send for that publication on first aid. What was that address? Pueblo, Colorado, 81009. Mystery by the Masters. Edgar Allan Poe, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, Robert Louis Stevenson, Guy de Maupassant you'll hear radio dramatizations of their most popular works on our CBS Radio Mystery Theater Weekend Classics. I'm E.G. Marshall, your host for Mystery seven times a week on most of these stations with original radio plays Monday through Friday. And on the weekends, we bring you the classics, modern adaptations of the world's greatest stories of mystery, adventure, suspense, and even humor from the pen of Mark Twain. If you've read them before and want to enjoy them again, or if they're new to you now, listen here and enjoy our radio dramatizations of the world's great literature every Saturday and Sunday on CBS Radio Mystery Theater. And of course, listen in Monday through Friday, too, for original tales of the macabre over most of these CBS Radio Network stations. much further. Well, nearly there. See any signs of life on shore? No. No, but it's, it's very dark there. You wouldn't be scared, would you? No. Well, you should be. As scared as I am. The village is a little way down the beach, but I'm going to land right here. There's a creek where I can hide the boat. And there's a fisherman's hut there. A harmless old man. He's got a daughter. A very pretty little thing. Friendly? Uh, that's one way of putting it. I'm really very fond of her. Maybe I'll even marry her one day. How can she help us? I don't know. But it might well be there's not a gorilla within a couple of miles of us. She'll know about that. Okay. I'm taking us in. Okay. Shh. Very quiet now. And you've got to get your feet wet. Close behind me. And no noise. Keep your eyes and ears open. That's the hut. Wait here. I'll be just a moment. Fila. Oh, good to see you again. Are you alone? Just my father. Like always, when you come, I send him to bed. Come, come in. It's too long I don't see you. Uh, uh, wait. The gorillas. Are there any of them around here? What gorillas? All day I don't see no gorillas. Yesterday, yes. They shoot up the village a little bit. But today, maybe they go away. I don't know. I don't care. Oh, that's great. I, I, I got two friends with me. Uh, can we come in and talk for a while? Oh. You mean you don't come just to see me? There's a, a, a job I have to do, Fila. It, it won't take very long. After, we'll have some time together again. Maybe you'd even like to come back with me? Spend two or three days on the boat? Oh, yes. I like so much. Ah, then it's a deal. I want you to be happy, Fila. When I am with you, I'm very happy. <laughs> we'll just stay for a while. Find out what's happening in the village. It's very pretty, the girl. You like? As a matter of fact, she's a pain in the neck. 
Is it all right, Peter? We got lucky. It seems there are no gorillas anywhere near us. Uh, this is my girl, Fila, Betty, Carl. Hi. Hello, Fila. We'll stay here for a very short while. Pick up the local news of the gorillas, do what we have to do, and then uh, we get out of here as fast as we can. I don't want to... Ah! Oh, dear God. No gorillas anywhere near us, he said. <laughs> What's the matter, Brent? You don't like us no more? <laughs> you know better than that, Abbo. I'm your friend. Oh, good. That's very nice. Now you and your friends come with us, huh? Colonel Saline wants to see you. Peter, they don't look very happy to see us. Don't worry. I have absolutely nothing to fear from Colonel Saline. He's a friend, too. He is, huh? Well, you're going to find out about that, Brad. <laughs> There seems to be a difference of opinion about whether our hero, Peter Brent, should consider Colonel Saline as a friend. And in the remote community of Pongu, on the seacoast of Burma, the difference between friends and enemies is not unlike the difference between life and death. Peter Brent, along with the mysterious Betty Blair and her friend Carl Richter, are about to have a demonstration of that difference. No. I don't know your name, Captain. Uh, you don't have to keep moving. But was it necessary to tie our hands like this, huh? We're not likely to run, you know. Not in the face of half a dozen guns. His name is Abbo, Captain Abbo. Yeah. And talking to him is like talking to a brick wall. Stop! The prisoners, Colonel Salim. Ah! Bring them in. Ah, friend. I am very surprised to see you here. And I cannot tell you how happy it makes me. I make it a point of honor always to pay my debts. In full. Well, that's very laudable, Colonel, but would you tell me what this is all about? You have a lot of embarrassing questions to answer, Brent. And believe me, you will answer them. Well, of course. I, I, I have nothing to hide. First of all, I want to know about that last delivery. I... I don't follow you. What about it? No! What the... What, what was that for? No! Hey, cut it out! Just to teach you, don't play games with me. What happened to the money? What, what do you mean, what happened to the money? Are you crazy? I handed it over to Captain Abbo here, the, the same as always. If you didn't get it, it means that he stole it, and I wouldn't put it past him. Do you mind if I get up? Do that. I might want to knock you down again. Yeah. <sighs> Twelve days ago, I handed Captain Abbo the package, just the same as I did five, no, six times before. A package of 10,000 counterfeit dollars. Counter? What are you talking about? Counterfeit dollars. That's impossible. Not even good counterfeit. And I passed it all on to my supplier in exchange for guns. You know who my supplier is? How should I know? All I know is that once in a while this guy comes to me with a package and says, here's a hundred bucks to deliver this to Colonel Saline. And that's what I do. I deliver a package. How should I know what's in it or even care? Outside of this 10,000 square miles of stinking jungle, nobody cares. About you or your crummy revolution. My supplier is General Chin Suhei of the Nationalist Armies of the Mountains. He delivered the guns I had ordered. I paid him with the currency you brought me. And a few days later, he sent it all back to me with an escort of 400 of his troops. They took all those weapons back again. How can I fight a revolution without guns? Will you tell me that? No. Will you cut that out? 
I don't know anything about your damn currency. I delivered a package. It was sealed like always. I didn't open it. If someone cheated you, it was your finance man, not me. Yes, of course. But you will have to explain that to General Chin, Brent. And I even shudder to think what he will do to you. I lost face. And now perhaps I can recover it by giving him a present. You! Next question. What are you doing in the company of these two good-for-nothing people? Well, now, that is a very easy question to answer. Though I don't know about that good-for-nothing gentleman. But Miss Blair hired my boat for $100 to come down here and try and recover something she lost. Which was? Uh, her handbag. She's a tourist. And, and she got scared, understandably so, when your men took over the village last night. And she ran. Somewhere along the track, she dropped her handbag. That means she lost her passport, her credit cards, her driver's license, all that kind of stuff. You have to realize that an American abroad, without all that, that, that documentation, becomes a non-person. And we don't like that. So she figured it was worth a hundred bucks to come looking for it. Miss Blair, a tourist? <laughs> we know how battle has very success. Shut up, Abo! Yes, sir. The very imaginative story, Brent. I do not believe a single word of it. Neither will General Chin, and he has far less patience than I have. Abo! Colonel. Take our guests out and make them comfortable. A rope around their necks and around the trunk of a tree will secure them, I think. And send a runner to General Chin. Invite him to breakfast with me. Tell him, uh, tell him I have a present for him. <laughs> Three presents. As a token of my goodwill and esteem. One of them is a very beautiful young woman in whom he can find great pleasure. One of them is a non-entity, just another throat to cut. And the third is the man who robbed him of those ten thousand dollars. Peter? Yeah, I know. Colonel Saline's idea of comfort isn't easy to take. Mm. <clears throat> All these ropes... Peter, do you know this General Chin? I know of him. Twenty, twenty-five years ago, the Nationalist Chinese had an army out here, a very big army. When the communists took over back home, they had no place to go, so they stayed. Today, they're bandits. They run the opium trade, the gun smuggling trade, the trade in smuggled rubies. Rubies? Oh, it's a big business out here, smuggling rubies. From Mogok, mostly, uh, up near Mandalay. And anything that moves illegally in this part of the world, it's under General Chin's protection. He's got 40 or 50,000 men now, all expatriates. He's got a nasty reputation. Hmm. And uh, what, what will he do with us? Do you know? Oh, I know what he'll do with you, all right. With Carl? Who knows? Yeah. And with me? I don't even want to think about it. And I don't like being referred to as an unentity just so that I can have my throat cut. You cut us into this mess, Brent. Now, you get us out of it. Richter, I gotta tell you. Yeah. You are a number one... Shh. Listen. What is it? There's someone behind us. Yeah, they'll come to cut our throats while we are tired. Shh. Here and I'll... Peter? Fela. Peter. You don't move now. I got knife. I got you free. Don't move. <laughs> oh my! What a what a relief to breathe again. Yeah. Shh. You follow me now. We go to a safe place, far from here. Very quiet. <laughs> You did it. No, Fila did it. Oh, Fila. Oh, I want to thank you. 
We all thank you. You promise me you tell me two, three days with you on your boat? Oh, Fila. Two or three days? A lot more than that if you want. You mean you don't mean Oh yes. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah, well let's give the romance a minute or two to run its course, and then we can Can we go and pick up my briefcase? Don't you think we've pushed our luck far enough? Why don't we get ourselves down to the boat and get out of here while we can? Not unless you want to throw away that bonus. Oh, yes. The bonus. <sighs> okay. Let's see if we can push it just a little bit further. Words out and spreading fast about the jeans from Sears Men's Store that grow beautifully. It's a sure sign they're feeling fine and feeling good. For the denim that keeps going strong a long time. Get them trim cut, regular cut, even get them free washed. The jeans that grow beautifully. Now at most Sears retail stores. Sears National Automotive Sale. Dirt inside your shock absorbers can cause them to fail. Get Sears heavy-duty plush shocks with a self-cleaning wiper ring. On sale now, only $7.99 each. You save 20%. Installation available. And save now on Sears SuperGuard steel-belted radial tires. Steel-belted strength, smooth ride, radial performance. Super values, too. Save $40 to $76 on a set of four. Sale ends June 30th at most Sears tire and auto centers. Prices and dates may vary in Alaska and Hawaii. Stop. Super Plus. Wrap yourself in the luxury of Sears. Super Plus. Bath towels. Just one touch will tell you they're super thick and luxurious. With more combed cotton terry loops per square inch than any other towel we sell. Each towel weighs over a pound. They're Sears' largest terry bath towels. Super thick and absorbent. No wonder they're called Super Plus. Available now in brilliant solids or patterns. At most larger Sears retail stores. Duffian. And here's the concluding act of a briefcase of trouble. Well, there's the beach. Now which way? Well, uh, where's the village? South of us, just behind the headland there. Well, then we ought to move inland again. There's a track that runs east from the village, and a couple of hundred yards from the first of the huts, there's an old ruined temple. Very, very small one. Not much more than a heap of stones left. Fila? You know it? I know it, yes. It's the pagoda of Tapegu. You know how to get to it without passing too close to the village? Oh, yes. We go through jungle. It's not too far, I think. What's not too far, you think, in your vocabulary? Not too far. Everybody know what is not too far. Well, let's rest up for a couple of minutes. My feet are killing me. Oh, got to admit it. That's not a bad idea. What's that? Artillery, I'd say. Artillery? Yeah, four or five miles off by the sound of it. It's pretty well known that the government is getting ready for an offensive against the guerrillas. And I'd say that's what it is, starting up now. Good. It'll keep Colonel Saline occupied for a while with more important matters. Yes, that's what it is. I like it. It won't drive the colonel down here to where we are? Not Saline. He'll go to meet it. He's a very impetuous man. It's going to make it a lot easier for us. Peter, will you tell me something as among friends? Sure. Did you get Colonel Saline's $10,000? No, I didn't. I take a bet it was that shifty-eyed fellow, Abu, pulled a switch on his boss. Nah, he wouldn't be able to replace it. Where would he find counterfeit dollars? Now, I'll tell you what must have happened. Saline's revolution is being financed by China, mainland China. But Saline's getting his guns from the old Chinese nationalist armies. Ah, the communists must have found a certain ironic pleasure in passing counterfeit currency to their old enemies. And if you ask me, it's a shame that General Chin found out so quickly. Let's be on our way. There it is. The pagoda of Tapagu. It's beautiful, no? My father tell me. It come from time of King Anaruda. It's more than 900 years ago. They call it Dynasty of Temple Builders. That's the one. In here. Come. 
beautiful. Yeah, it's behind this stone. There. There's the briefcase. All right, let's get back to the boat. Wait. Betty, I'd like to see what's inside it. Papers, Brent. Compromising papers, as we told you. I got this crazy feeling again that everything isn't quite as it should be. Well, it's really none of your business, Mr. Brent. Betty lost everything, she said, even her purse, so I'm not going to ask her. But do you have some sort of card uh, like they always show in the movies? A card that says you really are an agent of the United States government? Uh, and what What makes you think that I might be anything other than what I say I am? Uh, nothing I can put my finger on, just a feeling. Maybe it's because I really don't like you too much. Well, you must be aware that bureaucrats don't strive too hard for public approbation, Mr. Brent. I still want to see what's in that briefcase. As you were told, Betty spent some time here sounding out local opinion. There are names there. Lists of people who favor, who do not favor the change in government that Colonel Saline is trying to affect. I regard that as privileged information. If they are to fall into the wrong hands... There's no way can I be regarded as the wrong hands. I'm fast losing my patience, Mr. Brent. I'm getting a bit uptight myself, Mr. Richter. Oh, in heaven's name, man. Peter, it's documents and nothing else. You have my word for it. Then show me. No. You're very stubborn over a bunch of papers. No, it's a matter of principle. Peter, if you don't want to believe that it's merely papers, tell me what your fertile imagination is dreaming up. I know damn well what's in your briefcase. Little packages of white powder wrapped in plastic. This area's prime industry. Heroin. <laughs> Peter, what an idiot you are. You're nice, but still an idiot. Come on. Let's get back to the boat and go home. This nonsense has gone far enough. Not until I look into that briefcase. Oh. If I'm wrong, I'm going to apologize like you won't believe. But if I'm right, that stuff gets thrown all over the jungle floor. And let the ants go crazy. Believe me, I'm not a knight in shining armor and a white horse. I, I'm not even a moral sort of guy. But I'm not going to sit still. A gun? Aho. Uh -huh. That kind of alters things, doesn't it? Yes, Peter, it's a gun. It's fortunate, isn't it, that they didn't search me back there. I always like to carry a little pistol in the top of my boot. Girl never knows when she might need it. Don't move, Peter. I know how to use it. Don't threaten him, Betty. Kill him. Kill both of them. No, I like him. He's kind of cute. He can't do us any harm. Can you handle the boat? Well, of course I can. Betty! Colonel Salim, it's right behind you. What? Ah! Oh. I got her. I got her. I'm holding her. Get the gun. Go of me, you savage. I've got it. I've got it. All right. All right. Now, you just lie there, Carl Richter. You move an inch. I'm going to put a 22 slug right between your eyes. You too, Betty. I'm kind of nervous now. I'm not really responsible for my actions, so just lie still and feel it. Oh, thank you for that very imaginative diversion. I have to say it. It saved the day. I am very bright sometimes, Peter. Peter, Brent, if I live to be a hundred, I'll get you for this. Yeah, Vila, open up that briefcase for me, will you? Okay. Papers. Papers. More papers. More... <gasps> what is it? Rubies. Rubies, Peter. Just look at them. Rubies. I, I should have guessed. Four, seven, ten, twelve, sixteen, nineteen, twenty-three, twenty-seven, Peter. You are a very rich man. Twenty-seven? Sh show me a handful. Yeah, careful now. Look, it is beautiful. Pigeon's blood rubies, the best there are. But I wouldn't expect these people to smuggle anything but the best. And it's not I'm a very rich man, Fila. It's we're very rich. Oh, Peter. And the problem now is, what do we do with these two? You want to shoot them? It's okay with me. No, 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 no. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Why? It's because she is pretty. I am more pretty. Oh, Fila. I see nothing ahead for us but a life of confrontation. Well... Maybe it'll be worth it. As a matter of fact, I'm convinced it'll be worth it. 
Betty, Carl, hmm? what you do now is you start walking. You find a boat in the village when it gets light. It'll take you to where you want to go. And Betty, if we should ever meet again, try to be friendly, would you? It might just be great. And my rubies, Brent? Your rubies? You mean my rubies, I think. Forget them, Carl. They disappeared. Come on, Fila. Let's you and me find out what lies beyond that blue horizon. They wear them in Alaska, in Texas, in Maine. Wherever the territory's tough, the kids wear Sears tough schemes. The toughest jeans in Sears tough jeans territory. Fashioned from a permafrost tri-blend fabric so tough, kids can actually jump on trampolines made from it. Sears tough skins in boys and girls sizes. Now in latest spring colors, styles, patterns. Brushed finish, too. You have tough kids, Sears has tough skins. Only in the children's store at most larger Sears retail stores and through the catalog. Generations ago, families dined by the warmth of the open hearth. Today, Sears rekindles this spirit with its open hearth dining room furniture. Faithfully rendered early American designs and careful workmanship give it an heirloom quality. The satin glow and warm highlighting of Sears open hearth take 26 steps to achieve. There's no shorter method to bring out the beauty of the wood. And like all good furniture, open hearth is made to last for a long time with sturdy tongue and groove and mortise and tenon construction. Choose from 16 different pieces of open hearth at most Sears retail stores. Sears, where America shops, invites you to apply for the Sears credit card. It gives you credit in over 3,600 Sears stores coast to coast. Whether you live or travel in any of the 50 states, there's a Sears store where you can shop for what you need for your family, home, or car. You can apply for the Sears credit card at any Sears store or by calling this toll-free number now. Call 800-526-0444. That's 800-526-0444. New Jersey residents call 800-652-2777. Sears Radio Theater has been brought to you by Sears Roebuck and Company, where our policy is satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Sears, where America shops for value. A Brief Case of Trouble was written by Alan Caillou, produced and directed by Fletcher Markle. Your host was Howard Duff. Our stars were Tommy Cook and Ann Bird. Featured in the cast were Ben Wright... Marvin Miller, Joan McCall, and Hans Conried. The music for Sears Radio Theater was composed and conducted by Nelson Riddle. This is Art Gilmore speaking. Associate Director of Sears Radio Theater is Ken McManus. Sound effects were created by Bud Tollefson. Mark Trella is Production Supervisor. And the recording engineers are Joe Wachter and Hal McDonald. The Elliot Lewis production of Sears Radio Theater is a presentation of CBI. Where do we stand in the cancer fight? I'm Kirk Douglas, and in my work as an American Cancer Society volunteer, I've learned that we're saving cancer patients who might have been lost only a few years ago. These additional lives have been saved because of advances in research. And it's particularly gratifying to know that some of our greatest strides are being made against the kinds of cancer that strike children and young adults. This is not to say that we're close to conquering cancer, but we do have the knowledge to save one out of two cancer patients if the disease is detected and treated in time. And each year we're able to save more and more patients. As one leading scientist said, I believe there's an end to the road and I'm confident that we're going to get there. Help us get there. Please give generously when your American Cancer Society volunteer calls. Remember, it's your American Cancer Society. Blanche and Tony are deeply in love. It was their perfect night, a beautiful night, with all the proper ingredients for murder. Honey, pass the whipped cream. I will not. Blanche... I love whipped cream. Do you love me? Of course I do. More than whipped cream? Tony, you're overweight as it is. 
Now, Selma... Selma? Selma's doing volunteer work for the American Heart Association, and she was telling me... A lot, knowing Thelma. Tony, I'm serious. A fatty diet is no good for your heart. I don't want you having a heart attack. But, honey... Tony, you could use a lot less, honey. You've been living on sugar alone. Now, we're going to get the American Heart Association's cookbook and make our diets heart healthy so we can be together for a long time. Oh, Blanche, you're sweet. Sweet? Yeah, I know. Contact your American Heart Association for information about a heart-healthy diet. We're fighting for your life. Next Monday, Sears Radio Theater will be a story of the West with Lorne Green as your host. Let's listen. Tell me about that treasure of yours, all that gold. What's it look like? Gold? That's right. I remember... That's what I was after, gold. And you found it, too, didn't you, old man? So be sure and tune in next Monday to the Sears Radio Theater. In 1963, the nation and the world were shocked by the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. New York City newspapers resumed publishing April 1st. A strike started more than 100 days earlier. Later in the year, the New York Daily Mirror ceased publishing, despite having the second largest circulation of U.S. dailies. This is Stan Martin. Join me tonight after 8 to relive the music and events of 1963 on a WNEW Million Dollar Weekend. That's our thriller for this week. You can find more from the Sears Radio Theater, Relic Radio Thrillers, all of our other podcasts, and our shoutcast stream at relicradio.com. Lots to listen to there. Thanks to your support. If you'd like to help out, visit donate.relicradio.com or click on one of the links on the website. Your support makes all of this possible and has for 16 years. Thanks again to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me this week. Be sure to come back next Friday for The Man Called X on another episode of Relic Radio Thrillers.